Life is an epic journey. Live it unleashed. Hey, fellow journeyers, Jeremy here. Welcome back to the Living Unleashed podcast. You know, life is an epic journey, and we want to live it unleashed. God offers us a passionate life. This is a life that is defined by hope, filled with joy, marked by peace, and walks in freedom. And that is the life we want to live because that is the life that God offers to us. And here at the Living Unleashed podcast, we are in season three, and we continue to go deeper, deeper in this journey of living life unleashed. I am so glad that you joined us again today as we wrap up this week of talking about hope. And it's been an awesome week. We have talked about uh, hope versus fatalism, how we have a tendency to be fatalistic in our understanding and beliefs, but if we have a life that's defined by hope, we're not going to be fatalists. That a, a great illustration of that is light and darkness, and John, in his gospel, he really develops that idea of light and darkness. Jesus is the light of the world, and because he is in us, we are light as on a city on a hilltop, and we are to spread our light to the world. Then we uh, fleshed that out, pun intended, on Wednesday as we looked at Ezekiel and the Valley of Dry Bones and how God is able to take that moment and you know bring those bones back to life. And when we have our hope in Jesus and we place that hope in Him, we come to understand that you know He's the one who's in control. So we just defer to him as Ezekiel did when God says, you know, can these, can, can these bones live again? He says, only you know, God, only you know. All right. And so we defer to him in that. Then the main grounding, the foundation of this hope we have is Christ in us. He is the hope of glory. And so that's where we're at today. I want to wind up here today with um, looking at Isaiah. Isaiah 43 verse 19 says this. See, I am doing a new thing. Now it springs up. Do you not perceive it? I am making a way in the wilderness and streams in the wasteland. What an awesome verse that is. And that's where I want you to end the week. We're ending at the beginning. God says, I'm doing a new thing. And I want you to really Think about that. As a matter of fact, in verse 18, I should have started there. It says, forget the former things and do not dwell on the past. Don't we have a horrible habit of doing that? Don't we have a horrible habit of dwelling on what has happened in our lives in the past? And we might find ourselves because of our past, uh, because of the choices we've made or the mistakes we've made, uh, because of the bad things that happened to us, we might have a tendency to look at our lives and describe a man, wilderness and wasteland, that seems to nail it for me. And here's the great thing. In the midst of that, God says, I'm doing a new thing. Okay, I'm going to make a way in the wilderness. You know, you're not going to get lost. You know, if you get lost out in the wilderness, man, you're just lost. Because your phone's GPS isn't going to work. There's no cell towers. <laughs> I, I, remember, I remember that happening to a friend of mine and I. We were actually out in California taking some classes for some doctoral work, and we decided we were going to go on a journey to go and visit Saddleback Church. At that time, uh, the book Purpose, uh, The Purpose Driven Life was had come out, 
and Rick Warren was all the rage, and Saddleback was all the rage, and so we decided we had one afternoon where we had a break. We were going to go and visit Saddleback. Well, my friend, when he rented his car, also rented a GPS. In that time, the GPS was a cell phone, and if you wanted to know where to go, you dialed this number, and an operator answered, said, where would you like to go? And you told them, and then they sent the directions to your phone from your present location to get you to where you were going. And, and that's how it got you there. So he called in, we got our directions, and we went out, and we visited Saddleback. But we had a problem. When we got done visiting out there at Saddleback, we stopped and got us a bite to eat, and he went to dial so that we could get directions back to our hotel and back to the conference center. And this was in downtown L.A. we had to get to. And we had no service. There was no cell tower out there. We didn't have service. We could not get directions. And we were lost. We drove. Because neither, neither one of us had been paying attention. We didn't have a paper map with us. And neither one of us had been paying attention because this voice on this phone was telling us how to go. So we had no clue how to get back. We didn't have smartphones in. Couldn't pull it out and you know, punch something in. So we started driving back the way we thought it was. And we got lost. We ended up being, I don't know, five, seven, eight miles off the beaten path of where we were supposed to be. We finally found some guy in a state truck working alongside the road. We, we stopped and asked him, and he gave us directions and finally got us back to the highway. But we had gotten almost eight miles, I think it was, off of course going the wrong direction. And then we got, you know, we got directions. We finally got back to where we could get a cell signal and we dialed in and we made it back. We didn't get lost. But, you know, when you get lost in the wilderness, you need a way. And Jesus says, I'm making a way. So if we get totally lost in where we're at, what we're doing in life, and he says, forget the former things. Do not dwell on the past. I'm going to make a way in the wilderness. I'm doing something new. Man, we serve a God that does something new. And he gives us streams in the wasteland, a refreshing drink when we're parched, right? And see, this is the God we serve. I want you to know that this is why we have hope. We serve a God that does not uh, leave us stuck in our past. He doesn't leave us stuck on, on the past and the former things. He's a God that's in the business of doing new things. You have hope. No matter where you are in your life, no matter what is going on, no matter what you are struggling with, no matter what knocks you've taken, no matter what has been done to you, no matter what you have done to yourself or done to others, no matter what mistakes you have made, no matter how many times you have fallen off the bike, it does not matter. We serve a God that's doing a new thing. So when we really trust in him, and it's Christ in us, it's no longer I who lives, it's Christ who lives in me. He can redeem our past, and he says, in Jeremiah, for I know the plans I have for you, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you hope and a future. That's why we have hope. We have lives that are defined by hope. Even when I stumble and fall, even when I make a mistake, God can take that and use it for my good if I just give it to him. 
if I just trust that he's the one that can offer me drink in the wasteland, he's the one that will offer me a way in the wilderness, he is the one that says I'm not doomed by my past, I don't have to continue to work over in my head. You know, he says, forget the former things, do not dwell in the past. How often do we do that? How often do we spend time just ruminating over the past? Remembering all of our failures, remembering all the ways we fell short, remembering all the ways we messed up. No, God says, hey, don't know, man, I probably shouldn't whistle in the microphone, but hey, you get what I'm saying, right? He says, God says, no, 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 wait, don't dwell on the past. Look at me, right? See, I am doing a new thing. Look at him. He is the one who does a new thing. He's the one we trust. He's the one we look at. Because he's the one that will make a way. He's the one that will offer us refreshment in the wilderness and in the wasteland. And then that awesome and amazing. I don't have to be defined by my past. As a matter of fact, I'm not defined by my past. I'm defined by Jesus. He is my real life. We talked about yesterday there in Colossians 3. He's my life now. I'm defined by him. And that's what the enemy doesn't want you to know and understand. The enemy knows who you are now. He doesn't want you to know it. He's very aware. He knows what happens when it's Christ in us. He knows what that means for him. And so his only tactic, the only tactic he has is to keep you from realizing it. To keep you so under his thumb that you don't know what's going on. To keep you so bound that you don't understand how much power you really have. How much strength you really have. He doesn't want you to live in to your true identity in Christ Jesus because you are a warrior. You are a victor. Remember we talked about that yesterday. If it's Christ in me and Christ is a victor, then I'm a victor. If Christ is victorious, I'm victorious. If Christ has overcome sin, then I have overcome sin. If Christ has defeated death, then I have defeated death. Isn't that amazing? That's my hope. That's the hope I want you to have. And that's why I, that's why I do this on this this Living Unleashed podcast because I want people to know this message, what it means to live unleashed in Christ. This is not a way to get everything you want in life. This is not some quick get rich quick scheme. It has nothing to do with your material possessions and what you own. When we talk about being blessed and having blessing and having this life that is awesome. It has to do with having Jesus and what that really means and how that defines us, irregardless of our worldly situation, irregardless of our worldly condition, irregardless of our worldly possessions. That's not what matters. It's about Jesus. And that's the great thing, because you can live unleashed. You can live unleashed, and your life is now a passionate life that is defined by hope, filled with joy, marked by peace, and walks in freedom. I hope this week you have found hope. I hope this week that as we have spoke, spoken about hope and as we have delved into hope, that you are experiencing hope, more hope than you've had before. Keep looking to God. Just keep looking at Jesus because see, he's doing a brand new thing and he wants to do it in you and in your life. So I ask you this question as you go into this weekend. What's God doing new in you? Will you let him? What's he been trying to do that you've blocked him because you've believed the devil's lies? 
You've believed the enemy's message because the enemy's message is one to keep you from realizing what God wants in your life, what he's done, what he has enabled you to do through his son, what, he, what doors he has opened up for you through the power of his Holy Spirit. And it is amazing. God has got something awesome for you that he wants to do in you, with you, through you, and for you. And it all comes from Christ. The enemy is just working his tail off to keep you from realizing that. Because if you don't realize it, then you'll miss it. And that's what the enemy wants. He can't take it from you, but he can just keep you from getting it. He can keep you, he can't take it from you, but he can keep you from claiming it. He can keep you from living into it. He can keep you just letting it sit there idle and not picking up what God has given you. And wow, seeing how awesome that is. So hey, it's been an awesome week spending with you as we've looked at hope. I hope you go into this weekend hope-filled. Spend some time thinking about what's God wanting to do in me that I've not let him do because I've denied who I am. Accept it. Receive who you are in Christ. Claim it. And then live in to this awesome new thing that God is doing in you. Hey, I hope you have an awesome and amazing weekend. It's been a pleasure to journey with you this week. I hope you'll be back on Monday as we continue our journey together. And as always, may you keep on living unleashed.